You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Locked On crossover. It's New York Giants, New York Texans week, and somebody's got to win. I'm Robert Land with the Locked On Texans uh, podcast, along with Patricia Trader from Locked On Giants. Hey, good to talk to you, Patricia. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Oh, it's going okay. I mean, if you're a Texans fan, it's not going too well. And I'm sure if you're a Giants fan, it's not going great. Uh, What's the mood there? Well, you know, I don't think they're panicking yet. But, uh, you know, they've got a lot of work to do, you know, coming off that rather uh, lackluster performance Sunday night against the Cowboys. But, uh, you know, they, they just the Giants are still trying to find themselves. They're 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 searching for that identity for what they want to be. And they're just not there yet. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the, the losses are piling up. So hopefully they find that answer sooner than later. Yeah, there's a little bit of panic here. Uh, it's it's different. I think the expectations a little bit more. And, and I also think there are two major concerns after the first two games. And when it's your quarterback and your head coach uh, that everybody's not happy with and feels like they're, they're not doing their jobs very well, uh, that's usually a big deal. And there's a lot of talent on this team, Patricia. I mean, J.J. Watt looks like the old J.J. Watt. This looks like retro J.J. And the defenses look pretty darn good outside uh, of a couple possessions by uh, their cornerback had a, gave up a couple of touchdowns. Kevin Johnson, who's now might be out for the year, but is definitely out for eight games. That was against the Patriots, but you know they had a special teams touchdown. They gave up against the Titans. Uh, obviously, that's going to be shored up. But the defense overall has looked pretty good. The offense and Deshaun Watson. Uh, that's a whole other story. I, I'm curious. Uh, what what do Giants fans feel about Eli? I mean, do they feel like this is he's continuing like some sort of slide or, um, you know, is this more about a lot of other issues with the Giants? Well, you know, I think everything starts up front with the offensive line, and that was probably the biggest question mark coming into the season, whether or not the fact that the Giants remade their entire offensive line. They have five different faces at each uh, spot. Uh, Eric Flowers being the only holdover. And of course, he moved from left tackle to right tackle. So that was a big concern. Um, As far as Eli goes, you know, I I think there are people who are at the camp that the Giants made a mistake in retaining him uh, because 37 years old and just not the quarterback he used to be. But yet uh, Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman, the head coach and general manager of the Giants, respectively, feel that the team can still win with him. So they went and they rebuilt the offense around Eli Manning, adding Saquon Barkley at running back. You know, they've got back uh, a healthy Odell Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. Uh, They redid the line, like I said. And, you know, just so far, the results haven't been there yet. And, you know, there are people who are just now starting to get concerned, saying that the Giants made a mistake, especially when they look at, you know, what Sam Darnold is doing over with the Jets. You mentioned the offensive line to start with, and, and that is the big connection between the Giants and the Texans. I'm going to get back to, to Sam Darnold too, but the big connection is, you know, you got Nate Solder and the Texans didn't. And then the Texans uh, are starting their second year player, Julio and Davenport at left tackle instead. 
who had just a couple of snaps last year, fourth round draft choice. They had put Chantrell Henderson was a free agent from Buffalo at the other tackle. He gets hurt. So now they're basically starting more or less two rookie tackles because Davenport, you know, played maybe just a couple of games last year of any significant snaps. And then they're bringing in Martinez rank and their third round pick this year. So, they're having a lot of leakage with the tackles. It's partly Deshaun Watson's pro- problem, but uh, Nate Solder, on your end, I mean, is he living up to what they hoped he would be? Is he part of the problem? I think right now they're all part of the problem. You know, Solder, you know, is he better than Eric Flowers was at that left tackle spot? Yes. Is he a lockdown left left tackle? Not quite. Um, I think the big problem with the Giants' offensive line is that, you know, like you said, five new starters at each position. And on the right side, you got two guys who, who haven't really played on that right side before in, in Flowers and, and Patrick Omame, the right guard. And just, you know, now you throw into the equation the fact that they just lost starting center John Halapio for the year with the broken ankle and any chemistry or any, you know, gelling that they might have started to do now gets, you know, tossed up into the air. And you've got to wonder if, you know, John Greco, who it looks like is going to take over at center uh, for Jalapio, can he keep everything together and just keep everything moving forward? Or are they going to take a step back? Pat Shermer. I mean, what do you think from the first couple of games? Pat Shermer is, is a cool, calm uh, professional coach. Uh, I mean, you could see a, a tremendous difference between him and Ben McAdoo, the way they conduct business, the way they approach working with players. Pat Shermer is more of a teacher, really a teacher. I mean, he, he doesn't seem to, you know, at least from what we've seen in training camp and, and, and what we've seen uh, in the limited time we get to go out to practice, he's not a screamer. You know, the, the coaching staff is constantly teaching and trying to help these guys reach their full potential, which I think a lot of players appreciate because, you know, who wants to get blasted from here to kingdom come if you make a mistake? So in that regard, Shermer's been very patient. But as these losses, you know, pile up, it remains to be seen if, if you know, he's going to succumb to the pressure because, look, this is not you know, no offense to Cleveland, but this is not Cleveland. It, the, the demands in New York are very, very high. This is, a t- you know, one of the top media markets. We have probably three times as many media members as, as you know, most of the markets out there. And, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion. And pretty soon, if the Giants don't start producing, you know, the honeymoon's going to be over for Shermer. Right. Does he feel like he's an improvement? Do the Giants fan feel like that so far, like from last year? Well, uh, coming in, I think everybody was just so glad to kind of rid themselves of the 3-13 and 13 team. And, you know, Shermer has made a good effort to, to get rid of that. And it's interesting because, you know, with the team off to an 0-2 start, questions popped up about, you know, last year and, you know, how do you avoid the, the letdown that was last year. And, and Shermer said, look, I'm trying to back this team as far away from that as I can. You know, we're, this is not the same team. And and uh, it, it's just interesting because the Giants turned over about 70% of their roster from last year. So it isn't the same team. But I think, you know, what this team has to figure out is who they are and, and just what kind of style of football they're going to play. They can talk about it, and they have talked about it, but I don't think they've quite found themselves yet uh, on either side of the ball. 
Yeah. And I, and I want to ask you a little bit more about Barkley. We talked about him a couple of months ago and also the quarterback situation, because it always seems to come back to that. I mean, with the Texans, we know that's the case. Uh, I, I want to tell our listeners, though, quickly about a couple of fantasy shows that we've got. There's Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, gives you the latest wire, waiver suggestions and injury news and everything that's going on in fantasy football. There's also Locked On Fantasy Football, which is loaded with amazing expert guests every day. Monday, it's Tom Kessenich. Tuesdays, Eric Edholm. Wednesdays, Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lochner. Uh, check out our two new Locked On Fantasy Football shows. And also, we got to talk about my bookie, but Patricia, the, the Texans favored by six points over the Giants. Uh, what did you think about that? Does that sound about right to you? Well, it sounds like the Texans are the home team. So I guess, I guess you know, if I didn't know anything about the matchups or anything like that, I'd say just based on that, that, uh, that odds, I'd say, oh, Texans are the home team, huh? Yeah, I guess usually if you're the home team, you get three points, but they gave the Texans an extra three points, which is, you know, it, I guess they, they feel like the Texans are a better team right now. And that's everything's up for debate with that. But, you know, if you if you think you can make some money off that point spread for anybody listening out there, you need to go to mybookie.ag. Remember who you're betting on. It's just as important as who you're betting with. They've been in business for years. They have got great reviews. Their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new betters and wants to give everyone the best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. And you can join now. And my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code locked on, all one word, to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie, M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 6 p.m., 7 Eastern, you can get an extra $25. Free play by using the promo code LOCKEDON25. Just add that 25 at the end. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take the extra money. Remember, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, Patricia. So uh, let me get into the quarterback situation because, you know, I think we talked about it a couple of months ago, but it's becoming painfully obvious that the choice was Saquon Barkley. He seemed like... That's the guaranteed lock. He's going to be a really good player. And then when you get to quarterbacks, it's often a coin flip. But Sam Darnold looked like the guy that maybe they should have picked. And across town, they did pick him. Uh, is there panic already in the streets of New York about this? <laughs> yeah, you're always going to find, uh, I think, some panic. You know, the, you're going to find people who, you know, are, are of the woulda, coulda, shoulda crowd. And and I, you know, I, I actually kind of chuckle at that crowd because you know I always say woulda coulda shoulda didn't you know this is what what they did the, you know deal with it live with it and look you know I understand why the Giants did what they did you know they they feel that they can still win with Eli Manning I think they looked at the tape last year and they saw that Eli basically didn't have a strong supporting cast and so you either build around your quarterback or you you know you just you you pick another player to build around, and I I wonder it, how much the offensive line had something to do with it because, you know, at least with Eli, he's he's been there, done that. He can spot 
you know, uh, changes. He can call out protections. He can do all the things he needs to uh, in order to have some kind of success behind an offensive line that's trying to gel. You put together, if you were to put a rookie quarterback behind that offensive line, um, you know, that's that's trying to come together. I, I'm not sure the results would be very pretty, to be honest with you. Yeah. And one thing I, I, I think about with the Giants is at what point do you start thinking about you, you're going to have to get a quarterback? And, you know, this was a draft where you had the chance to do it. There seemed to be a lot of guys that were, you know, at the top of the draft that were quarterback prospects that people were high on. It varied from from uh, quarterback to quarterback. So who knows? But I mean, I don't know what the deal is with next year, but, you know, are you, you, do you start got to think you might have to think about it for next year, depending on, you know, how this season goes, where the wheels, you know, fall off or don't fall off here. I think at some point you're going to have to, you know, especially if Kyle Lawletta is not your guy. I mean, I, I think in a perfect scenario, and this is just my guess here, the Giants would probably like to get Eli to play out his contract, which expires after the 2019 season. Now, as you know, the 2020 season is the final year of the CBA. And it's looking as though, at least as of right now, if you read you know, the reports, it's looking as though there's going to be some type of work stoppage in 2021 because the union and, and, and the league are, just seem very far apart on a lot of issues. So if you're the Giants, what do you do? Do you say, okay, you know what? I want to get another, you know, I want Eli to be my quarterback until 2020, and then I'm going to start fresh. You know, at, at that point, maybe hopefully my offensive line has come together. You know, I have a solution in place. You know, Saquon Barkley is now more seasoned. Odell Beckham Jr. is a little bit more seasoned. I mean, I, I just wonder if that's the approach. That and the fact that, you know, the Giants feel that they can maybe get you know, one more championship run out of Eli uh, if, you know, everything falls into place. Like I said, somebody's got to win this game, but somebody's also going to be 0-3 when it's over with. And it's real interesting, Patricia, because the, the Texans just gave O'Brien a huge extension. He basically got to hire his own general manager. Uh, they, they love each other. There's a love affair with those two guys. Uh, but you can hear the frustration in his voice, and you know it, it's going to start getting weird if he has another terrible season. There's so much talent on this team. Um, if the Giants fall to zero and three, I mean, this, you think Shermer? I mean, how bad would it have to get to fire a guy after one year? I mean, is that is that something that uh, you could see, especially after the the quick uh, the quick hook for 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 your last coach? I don't think so. I don't think you know. If God forbid. And, and knock on wood, the Giants were to fall to three and thirteen or worse. Um, I don't think they would pull the plug on Shermer that quickly. Um, you know, when you look at what happened with McAdoo, there were a lot of other factors that went into the decision to to pull the plug on him. Namely, he he lost the locker room. All right, I mean, let's let's call it for what it is. He lost the locker room. He couldn't really relate to the players that the way Shermer has been able to do so. Um, McAdoo, because he was his own play caller for the longest time, he just couldn't balance being a head coach with being a play caller. And I just think, you know, the decision to promote him in retrospect, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I know, but I, I think they jumped the gun in, in promoting him when, you know, they parted ways with Tom Coughlin. 
Shermer, you know, he's his own play caller, but he's also been there, done that. And what you got to like about him is that he's been with other teams. He, he doesn't just know one way to do things. He has been around. He's seen other ways to do things. And, and you know, you, you also have to take a look at the circumstances behind the season. If they go and they lose, God forbid, Eli Manning, Odell Beckham, Saquon Barkley, you know, if, if, if they lose all their big name guys, is that the coach's fault? If they, if they struggle and limp to, to a 3-13 and 13 season? So you just have to take all that into consideration at the end. But no, I don't think they'll pull the plug on, on Shermer after one year if if they struggle. What did you think of the Odell Beckham extension? I know your listeners have probably heard what you guys think, but I'm 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 curious. I didn't get to hear. Give me the quick, uh, you know, sixty second on the on the Beckham extension. I had no problem with it. I mean, Beckham came in here. Um, you know, he could have held out. He could have been a jerk about it, like some some other you know players were. He did everything that was asked of him. You know, he, he had a great rela- relationship with Shermer, who really worked hard on that to meet him halfway. And he showed maturity. And, and I take my hat off to him, you know, because, look, in the past, I'll admit it, I've been critical of Odell Beckham Jr. and his, you know, histrionics that he pulls on the sideline and the antics and all that stuff. You know, I, I just don't think that that's very professional, that stuff. But since that video, that, that you know, seven-second video came out – of him in a hotel room in Paris, he's basically been a model citizen. He's been a model teammate. You know, he's he's kept he's kept himself out of the headlines for the wrong reasons, and and you know he's he's earned it. You know, he earned their trust, and and uh, you know now that he has it, he's ready to you know give back to the team in the form of production. All right, I want to get the, to the meat of of this game a little bit, and maybe some of the matchups. But first, I just want to remind everybody that we're not just doing the NFL and NBA on the Locked On Network as well as uh, starting Major League Baseball, but also we're expanding with the college shows coming this week. Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, Locked On Seminoles. Plus, uh, we've already got the Locked On uh, Ducks, uh, Nittany Lions, Bears, Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and Cougars. Plenty uh, already in the, the network and more to come. Find your favorite college show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Uh, the Texans and the Giants uh, play on Sunday in Houston, but uh, if you're going to an NFL game in, in New York or uh, in Houston or wherever, you don't want to just watch the game from home when you can be at the stadium in person thanks to Vivid Seats. They offer great prices for NFL games and all live events, and Vivid Seats is offering uh, our listeners uh, 10% off your first ticket order when you use the ex- Exclusive promo code locked on. That's locked on again. All one word. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a hundred percent guarantee. Go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter the promo code locked on for ten percent off your first order. It's a great way to save money. The next time you go to a game, and Vivid Seats wants to help get you to the game. All right, Patricia. Let's let's get to the matchups a little bit and. Can your offensive line handle J.J. Watt? I mean, is that the big concern, I guess, from an offensive standpoint there? I think it's one of the concerns, definitely. I mean, Watt and um, – oh, gosh, I'm going to I'm gonna butcher the gentleman's name. Whitney – Merciless, Merc- yeah. Merciless, yes. You know, two, two very good defenders, um, guys that you can flip-flop. You know, 
you look at last week what the Giants uh, faced against the Cowboys, and really, you know, the guy that everybody was worried about uh, was was Eric Flowers versus Demarcus Lawrence. And Flowers, to his credit, after a very shaky Week One performance, stepped up and handled Lawrence. You know, with very little help, I might add. So, you know, this week, I think the Texans, because they have Merciless, they have Watt, they can flip-flop those guys around, try and get the best matchups. And it's going to be, you know, very interesting to see because where do you devote the help if, if you need to develop help, you know? And, and there's only so much you can do, um, you know, especially if a guy is, is just starting to pound away at your guy, at at your offensive tackle. So I'm really looking forward to seeing if Flowers can continue uh, that forward progress that he started to make against Lawrence last week. Yeah, and Barkley, I, I see a lot, a, a, a little bit, uh, not a lot, a little bit of uh, issue occasionally with the Texans uh, defending the run game, but overall the defense, I mean, from from the defense and the, the Giants' offensive standpoint, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if the Giants can score a lot of points in this game, Patricia, that's that to me, I, I think it's going to come down to, you know, can, can then the Giants get into this defensive battle? Can they, can they hold the Texans? Uh, and, and, and now we get to the problem with the Texans on the tackles. And if, if, if the Giants have enough speed on the outside, then Deshaun's going to be in a little bit of trouble again, because he's, he's tended to hold on to the ball a little bit. Um, he's, he's making his decisions not quick enough. Now, maybe they make the adjustments. We've been, we waited for the adjustments last week. They didn't happen. So that, that's kind of where, where I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with, you know, out on the edge because, uh, Rankin and Julian Davenport, they're not looking tremendous, uh, as far as just, if you got a guy that can get around that end quickly, uh, they've got some problems with that. And, and, and that's where I think you can beat the Texans, uh, from a defensive standpoint. Well, then you better hope that Olivier Vernon is not back next uh, this weekend because, you know, Vernon has missed the first two games with a high ankle sprain. Now, last week we saw him at practice for the first time since he injured himself on August 26th, I believe. Didn't practice. He worked on a side field with a trainer, but I think there's hope that they can get him on the field and if, if nothing else, get him some limited reps. And if they can get him t- so that he is ready to play, even if he takes partial reps, you know, not a full game's worth, but just a few, he could be, you know, uh, he could become a headache, I think, for your offensive tackles. The other guy I would keep an eye on, and this and this is a guy that I've liked, I've been very impressed with, and that is rookie outside linebacker Lorenzo Carter. Now, last week, when the Giants needed a pass rush, Every time they put Carter on the field, he was able to do something, you know, whether it it, it was, you know, drawing double blockers or just that quick first step that he has. So I, I don't know. In a, in a perfect world, if you're a Giant fan, you know, the team of Vernon and, and Lorenzo Carter going against those two offensive tackles of the Texans would make you absolutely drool. But uh, again, we don't know if Vernon is going to be ready to go. There is hope that he will be ready to go. And if, 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 he's, if he was going to go any week, this would be the week to get him started. It's interesting. You say you've got a rookie pass rusher that's looked pretty good. The Texans, Duke Edge of four, a guy they picked up in the sixth round, local kid. Uh, he had a really good week. He had a sack, nearly got another sack. Uh, he's looked incredible in the preseason, missed the first game uh, with an injury. But, uh, you know, one thing that O'Brien said in his press conference is 
and he played, I think, uh, I can't remember how many plays, but it was less than 20, I want to say. And O'Brien said, yeah, I need to get him out there more often. So, and and I don't know what's going to happen. We're, we're still, we're like recording this Tuesday night. So no word on Clowney, if he's going to play this week after missing last week. And he didn't look m- like much of anything his first week. Merciless, you mentioned his name. His name hasn't been called very often, Patricia, in the first two weeks. I don't know what's going on because, you know, he came into the season. He didn't play the preseason. There was uh, a hamstring injury. I don't know if that's still bothering him. Nothing to do with the torn pectoral that kept him out most of last year. So, uh, yeah, he's he's kind of MIA. And as good as the Texans' de- defense uh, has looked, it's weird because two of the three guys that, you know, are, are supposed to be the impact players, you know, they haven't done a whole lot. Yeah, I, I mean, it could be a slow start for all we know. I mean, the Giants defense, you know, we look at them and they've started off slow each of their games only to pick it up. Um, and, and I asked, you know, Damon Harrison about that earlier this week. And he said, you know, look, it's just a matter of getting a feel for how the game is going. So maybe, you know, in the case of the Texans, maybe these guys who, who didn't play a lot in the preseason are still trying to kind of get a feel for the defense and, and you know, what they have to do and, and, and the opponents. I mean, look, when a guy misses time, I know they talk about taking mental reps and all that stuff, but mental reps are just no substitute for practice reps. And, and, and sometimes when a guy doesn't practice for, for, you know, because of injuries and whatnot, there's a lot of rust to get knocked off. I keep predicting that the Texans are going to win every week. And, and, and I honestly believed it the first two weeks. I, my belief is like, not not where it once was, but I guess I'm going to predict them to win this one again. What what do you think is going to happen? Well, I I think the Giants are going to step up here, and I, I think they're going to play better. I, um, I I know what they did last week against the Cowboys, and I know there's concern about the offensive line, but I also get the the sense from talking to the offensive linemen, they are a, a group that's very full of pride. They they. They were embarrassed last week. I mean, let's 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 put it let's call it what it is. They were embarrassed. There were several assignment errors. You know, guys that that ended up. If you watched the game, you saw some guys looking like, oh, you know, they had that blank look on their face when 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 defenders ran by them. I suspect they're going to really batten down the hatches, you know, work on that stuff and make sure that the mental errors and the assignment errors that they had. Uh, are cleaned up as 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 best as possible, and I think if they can do that, give Eli Manning the time he needs um, to to run sustained drives and whatnot. I think the Giants can squeak this one out. Somebody's got to win this game, as, as I keep saying it. Somebody's got to win. Uh, well, it could end in a tie, you know. <laughs> We've seen a couple this year, haven't we? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, if if that ends up happening, I mean, I'll probably you'll probably hear me screaming all the way from where you live. But. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming down to Houston for this one. I am not actually. No, I won't be making this this particular trip. But uh, I, I will certainly be tuned in and plugged in and whatnot. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the game. Yeah, that's. I'm interested to see because it's, it's it's a real. It's going to be get starting to get real crazy with the fans if, if the Texans lose because uh, uh, they're, they're, they've pointed the finger squarely at Bill O'Brien at this point. Deshaun Watson, given he, he has not had – he looked nothing like he did last year. Um, he's got to get his act together. Just doesn't seem to be seeing the field like he was seeing it last year, making the quick decisions and all the things that made him successful. 
But I mean, his numbers weren't bad last week at all. I mean, he, you know, he did have more than 300 yards and, and, and he did throw a touchdown. So uh, he, he was okay, but uh, there was a lot of things that he needs to clean up. Uh, so it, I'm going to, I'll be ranting uh, on my uh, Twitter handle at Locked On Texans. Where can people find your, your work? They can find me in two places. They can find me at Patricia underscore Traina, T-R-A-I-N-A. And the Locked On Giants podcast has its new Twitter account, which could be found at Locked On underscore Giants. It's a pleasure talking with you, and uh, I'm looking forward to the game. But uh, always good to catch up with you for sure. This was fun. Thanks. I enjoyed it. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 